Time now for Planet Korea. Every month, we team up with Colin Marshall for our Korean urbanism feature. Colin is the sole blogger for the Los Angeles Review of Books and an all-around prolific guy on the subject of cities, from architecture and infrastructure to transport and style. This time, we're telling a tale of two fish markets, one a legacy of the past and one a vision of the future. They're right next to each other, and they share the same name. Our associate producer, Jamie Lee, is coming along for the excursion, too. Have a listen. Carlin, we're uh, making the windy journey across this concrete flyover between Nuryangjin Station and the building that I've known for many, many years as Nuryangjin Market. A true urban institution here. It really is. I mean, I've uh, years and years that I've been in Seoul, this has been one of my favorite places. I come here for birthdays, just uh, fish sessions, and this is the first time that I'm coming back since they've made some big changes. Have you seen it? They have made some big changes. I haven't seen the new Noryangjin yet. I've seen the old one. As you say, there's many an occasion to go to it. Even though it's, it's just a big fish market, you find reasons, don't you? Oh, it's the bunigi. It's the mood. <laughs> it's the, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of fish. And as we kind of approach, we can uh, tell in an olfactory sense rather than a visual sense that we are approaching a fish market. This is why we chose a late spring day, not a midsummer day, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, it gets a bit whiffy. And so it, uh, it smells like the docks. And that's fine for a fish market. I'm really into, like, have you been to um, Japan's Tsukiji market and places like that? I've heard like good that? things about it. I've never been there, but I know they're both tourist attractions in a big way. Noryangjin and Tsukiji. Of course, Tsukiji is better known, but this is, in that same way, it draws foreigners in not just locals. Yeah, this is almost a little bit more of a, I don't know, I want to say a blue collar, a gritty kind of location. It is uh, a retail, excuse me, a, a wholesale fish market. This is where people pull up their trucks to stock up all the restaurants. But as we're about to see, you can go in and uh, have almost a zoological experience as well as a picking out food and dining experience. And I'll be real keen to see uh, both buildings because there's the new building, which was supposed to be a solution to so many problems, a, a, a better lit, hygienic, uh, more efficient space. But some of the folks have refused to move um, and they, they want to stick with the old. It's true. This is a controversy that's been going on for quite a while now. It's You saw some articles, actually a big burst of articles last year about the vendors who didn't want to move from the old building. Some of them who've been there since 1971, as far back as that building goes, I believe, as a fish market. And, you know, there's there's a new facility. It's cleaner. It's shinier. It's in many respects nicer. Some vendors like it. A lot of people who go there like it, so I've read. But it lacks, as you say... The bunigi. Not enough time to develop bunigi. Very important quality here in Korea, especially if you're a foreigner looking for, quote-unquote, the real thing. There's this balcony that overlooks the old market, which is basically a giant warehouse. And I got to confess, I this is way more active and full of merchant stalls than I expected to see. I thought more people would move, have moved to the new one. It really is. As we say, it's been over a year since the vendors have been moving into the new Noryangjin building. And you'd think by reading news articles, this place was going to be empty, that there'd be, you know, a couple of halmonu selling their fish here and there and everything else just dead. But no, you look at this view and it's one of the true 
It's one of the true tourist views you should take everybody who visits to see this overlooking the market. You look at it like this and it still looks as active as if you'd never been here before. You'd think nothing had happened. You'd think everything was the same business as usual. I mean, the thing a lot of Westerners like myself like to do is to immediately impress upon your overseas guests an exotic country going on where they not only uh, eat raw fish, but they eat aquatic creatures that you probably have never seen, not even on National Geographic. What do you like to show them here? What's the real, what do you ideally want to show somebody who's just fresh in from Massachusetts or where have you? You want to show them, okay, this is Korea. What is the this is Korea here? Well, there's some, uh, sort of some Massachusetts King Kong size in terms of the giant clams, the giant crabs sort of giant shrimp and squid. These are outsized versions of what anybody from Massachusetts would be used to in the first place. Then there's the kind of uh, extraterrestrial stuff. There's <laughs> monge, which I believe is called a, a sea pineapple or something like that, which is one of my favorites. They are like these orange, spiny uh, I never fish. knew the English name of those. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's the different kinds of, uh, you know, fermented skate. I suppose if you want to be a little bit cliche about it, you can go the old boy route and get them some sanakji, some live octopus. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, as fresh as you can get it. And people are surprised by how much they enjoy it, I find. Surprised and a little bit taken aback by themselves when they realize how good it is. What should I know in general about uh, the the new installation and uh, how that all went down. You were uh, talking a moment ago about a burst of articles that came out. What was the whole genesis of that movement? Why not leave the market the way it was? Right. Last year was really the heat of this debate, the heat of this controversy about old Noryangjin or new Noryangjin. So to establish a little bit of history, Noryangjin as a fish market, or rather this fish market, it, it used to be in Uljiro near Seoul Station. In 1927, I think it opened. In 1971, it moved to this concrete, very 70s-looking, very warehouse building. Here it's been operating since then in a traditional East Asian urban market kind of form, where you see there's the ground is very moist, the ground is also concrete, there's water, and there's fish blood. When you come here at 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, the auctions are going on, very noisy, but very lively. And as you can see, though, if you look around, not all of this is going to be up to code, shall we say. It's not 21st century Korea, maybe structural standards, mm. maybe facilities standards. So, uh, there was a, um, a government body formed, or a, govern a government body given charge of the project. I believe the body is called the NFFC, National Federation of Fisheries Cooperative, I believe, or cooperatives. They, they were charged with finding a place for a new Norangjin market, building a new building at a cost of, I believe, 400 $30 million equivalent, something like that, mm. to house, to move the market, essentially. Better facilities, shinier, 21st century, safer, certainly, cleaner, all that. Built it, but not a lot of vendors wanted to move. The ones who moved right away, they weren't doing so well here. They maybe didn't have a good location in the old Noryangjin, but a lot of them thought, I'm doing fine, why do I need to move to a building where I'm going to be paying 40-50% more rent for less space? All the vendors' places were smaller. The customer experience might be superior in the sense that it's more convenient, less gooey, less mucky, mm. but a vendor here, especially if you're not you don't have a huge profit margin. You're loath to change much of anything, let alone move to a whole new facility that people aren't familiar with. It's interesting that you, you used the moniker 1970s. I mean, I came here 
I moved to Korea from Hong Kong, and maybe that's sort of what this place triggers in me. You could easily picture this open warehouse as sort of the backdrop for a B-movie martial arts <laughs> combat scene, you know? There's uh, a set of sort of uh, steel scaffolds going back and forth, uh, which support these uh, Asian-looking lights. A whole set of air conditioners and fans kind of jerry-rigged onto everything. And like you say, it has this um, 1970s feel. It has this gritty Hong Kong wet market kind of feel. And I guess that's what made me like it so much when I first came here. The place has a personality. I don't know what the new one looks like. We're going to find that out in just a few minutes. But uh, it really does kind of... Uh, call out to you. It's a traditional fish market in a city that doesn't have a lot of deeply traditional institutions, let alone structures. As one of the vendors who was complaining in an article about the controversy about the Norangjin new and old said, do you tear down Gyeongbokgung because it's old? You don't. You you use the oldness, and they know tourists like the oldness. They really do. So there's, some, there, there's a profit to be had in using the oldness here. It's not all about convenience when you want tourist money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've never gotten up at 4 a.m. You said this place at 4 and 5 a.m., possibly even earlier, is uh, a, a wholesale market. This is where auctions are. People are filling up the back of their trucks with seafood. And it's interesting how all of these uh, ajumas and fishmongers down there in red plastic aprons, they kind of pivot starting around 10 a.m., into one-on-one retail sales. They're, right. they're reaching out to passers-by. The business changes. The guys in the numbered baseball caps disappear, the fish buyers at auction, and it becomes a more of a consumer market. All right, well, let's get off this balcony and right on the floor level, see if we can interact with some of these fish sellers. So she's saying that the modern building is too small to actually fit her, so she can't actually go to the modern buildings. She's saying that um, it was based on like a lottery system, so everyone here um, in the old like the market, they did a lottery, and whoever like was chosen moved to the modern building, but she put like. Um, she wanted to stay here because she thought this environment is better to actually sell stuff. So she purposely didn't participate in the lottery system. If I were to just uh, drop a C note in your hand right now, what would you? What would be the first thing you go for in here? Am I eating right now? Am I taking it home? What am I doing? <laughs> well, let's 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 take pre- pre- preparation out of the equation. Let's imagine that you know you're assured of an excellent preparation. You know, you gotta you gotta get the way when you come here. You gotta get just the raw fish sliced up. It's the most reliable thing, I think. If you're especially if you just got a hundred dollars or you know the equivalent amount of won. We are in Korea, after all, dropped into our hand. We got You just gotta get something freshly sliced. You eat it, you know, and uh, and you're good. Keep it simple. Absolutely. I think I would get uh, a large hue fish. I would get that sliced up into uh, a raw fish platter. I'd get at least three or four mungays. These little. Uh, yes, how would you mungay. describe the mungay? I mean, it's. Um, you used the English name, and I'd never heard it before. Sea pineapple? Is that right? I hallucinate that that's what it's called in English. We may find out later that I'm completely wrong. That's kind of descriptive of the thing, though, when you actually imagine it. Yes. A little I'm, different color. But. It's a reddish orange. It's got these little spines on it. I'd say overall, it's about the size of um, maybe two baseballs next to each other in your hand. And the way I would describe the taste of mongay is like fruity. It's true. It looks a little like a fruit, too. Uh Uh-huh. It totally does. 
looks like something you could pick off of a tree, and it's got this weird mix of sort of ocean taste and like a sweetness, almost like a fruit taste. You know, with the fruit and fish kingdoms, if they intersect, of course it's going to be here at Noryangjin. Mm-hmm. When we talk about world fish markets of, of major size, we're talking about surely Noryangjin where we are, Tsukiji, which we mentioned, the big one in Seattle. Ah, uh, yes, Seattle, which is where I grew up. Mm-hmm. But Seattle, it's all about salmon. Salmon this, salmon that, mm. every kind. You know, like the Eskimos supposed to have 50 words for snow? I feel like Seattleites have at least that many varieties <laughs> and of coffee salmon. And coffee and yeah. bands. And they know them all or pretend to. <laughs> so that's the skill you master. Here, it's like you're eating things you don't, you never knew what they were. There, varieties of salmon you'd never heard of before, but it's all salmon. And other, any other really big fish markets that attract tourists the way this one does? Well, you know, I think of... I, you know, when I think of those, what comes to mind is two kinds of fish markets. One, the sort of real kind, for lack of a better word, like we're standing in. And the other, the total tourist traps, Fisherman's Wharf. Right. Yeah, there they used to be a fish market. Now it's just, uh, I don't even know how you describe it. All I know is I stay away from it when I go to San Francisco. Now you go there and get your bread bowl of Chapino and yes. uh, drink some craft beer. It's all bread bowls and craft beers and over there. Pretend you hate the whole experience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a long way from Norangjin, my friend. Long way. So, Colin, here we are outside getting our first look at the exterior of the brand new Noryangjin Fisheries Warehouse, or perhaps the United Federation of Planets Headquarters. It is a uh, massive metallic building, curved in shape, not too unlike uh, the addition to the City Hall. It's got that sort of space-age look to it. Now, the City Hall, of course, they'll swear up and down that it's not supposed to be representing any shape or any sort of wave-type water phenomenon. But here, there actually is a method to the design. It's hard to see from here, but I've read it's supposed to be shaped like a swimming dolphin. Would you believe that? I think that's uh, very plausible (laughs) based on the curvature of the metal here and what they're going for in terms of an aquatic motif. It's gigantic. It has infrastructure. It's got a parking lot and parking attendants and gates and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, even without going in yet, I can see the modernity, the, 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 the postmodern. It even. exudes it, right? Designed to exude modernity. It's saying, I'm the future, darn it, ignore that other warehouse next door. Right. It doesn't even exist. So it's a, it exists as a rebuke to the old Noryangjin, even on an aesthetic level. Mm-hmm. Let's go in and confront the future. Let's confront it. Okay, Colin, before too much time goes by and uh, too many impressions sink in, let's do a hot take. What are your impressions? Big grocery store. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It is a big grocery store. I would describe it as very quadratic. It is extremely quadratic. And, you know, reading those articles about a year ago about the controversy about the transplantation of Noryangjin, it made me think there would be almost nobody here moved into the new one. But now... It's about, it's more than half occupied. You see some signs not yet filled by the names of the businesses and empty lots, but more than half, right? Mm, Yeah, the occupation is pretty decent. It is uncannily like a grocery store in that uh, there are perfectly checkerboard, uh, spaced out aisles. Each seafood stall is marked with its own little square sign backed by bright LED lights. And behind the LED lights, there are fluorescent lights in the ceiling. 
So there is not a single unilluminated corner of this new fish market, unlike that warehouse we just came out of. I notice a telling difference between this and the old building, which illuminates something about the old and the new Korea. The stalls here, they don't really go beyond the boundaries on the ground marked out for them. Things stay within their bounds, whereas in the old Noryangjin, they spill every which way. That's, I think, associated with old urban Seoul, old urban Korea. You just spill out organically to wherever you can. In the new one, there are lines drawn, and you have to stay within them. I almost expect to hear Muzak in here. <laughs> yes. Where is my loop of Richard Platerman on the piano? And, uh, <laughs> Enya. Attention, fish market shoppers. I'm an American shopper, and I have certain demands. You know, we, we, we need to have a certain... We, need to have, we have our own bunugi, we expect, in a grocery store. That's right, including motorized chairs that will get us around without having to walk. Exactly. I mean, we can walk, but why bother? We're Americans. <laughs> The building has been built around like a year and a half now. So he's been here pretty much when it opened. 시설적인 거는 아무래도 현대화니까 뭐 시설은 깔끔하고 좋지만 뭐 자리가 뭐 이런 좁고 뭐 건물 폭이나 이런 거는 아무래도 구시장이 시장인 이게 전통 시장인 느낌은 좀 많이 줄어들었으니까 좋지는 않죠. 그런데도 뭐 어떻겠어요? 괜찮아요. 그냥 하는 거는 괜찮아요. So in general he's satisfied, but the because the new building has better facilities and it's more clean, but the traditional market has its own vibe and it's more spacious. So in order of like the being spacious in that, he's not totally satisfied, but in general he's okay with it. So when he cuts the raw fish, you have to go along with the pattern that the fish has in order to keep it fresh. Uh, so if you you have to cut like against the grain. Right, right. Do you want it thin or thick? What's your vote, Colin? Not even looking at this razor sharp knife cutting through the raw salmon. Oh my god, it really melts. It melts in your mouth. And he, he, he fed it right to you. It's almost like a like a, a seal at SeaWorld. Mm. He just popped it into your mouth. And this is all free. It's service. <laughs> the best thing. Awesome. Colin, I don't think we can describe this as anything less than a Rhapsody in Salmon. I feel sorry for all of our listeners. We're good. They're, they have to settle for this. Listening Vicarious to us talk experience. about it rather yeah. than actually getting fed it by hand. By themselves. hand, by the seafood market, Ajoshi. Yes, indeed. Can't get that in Seattle. No, sir. Colin, during that brief little musical interlude, we managed to uh, shark our way through an entire brawfish and uh, some sobi salmon, and we got the non-spicy version of meuntang, which I'd never had before. These are the fruits of Noryangjin. We made quick work of them. Jamie, what do you think? Did you like this place better or the old place better? Um, in the terms of being clean, 
I like this place better. But in terms of like the vibe that you can get at a market, like a traditional market, I would choose a traditional one. But because I'm a girl and I think clean, you know, cleanliness is very important. When I eat raw fish, I think I would come to the modern building. Yeah, is that where you stand, Colin? I mean, I suppose when we're talking about raw fish. Hygiene has got to be priority number one, doesn't it? Atmosphere comes second. Hygiene is paramount, but I'm glad we went at this time when we can go. You can see both the old Noryangjin and the new Noryangjin. You can see both sort of instantiations of the Noryangjin concept because it's not going to be that long, I think, before there won't be an old Noryangjin to go to. That's right. There's still action over there, still vendors, but is it going to be one year, five years? I'm sure it doesn't have 10 years. So if people can come now and see it both, they'll get a sense of they'll get a sense of two versions of Seoul, or two visions of Seoul.